0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Helium 10 Weekly Buzz. My name is Bradley Sutton, and this is the show where we get you familiar with the latest news in the Amazon and e-commerce space. We interview people in the industry you need to hear from and provide a training tip of the week that will give you serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. Let's go ahead and see what's buzzing this week. Now, we've got a jam-packed episode as usual. We're going to be talking about a super new Uh, or a super cool new function in search query performance that is in Amazon. Uh, We have some strategies about Walmart fulfillment as well as a way to see all of the frequently bought together products that a product has been associated with lately, not just the ones, the one or two that you might see on an Amazon page. So make sure to stay tuned to the end for that. All right, let's go ahead and hop first into the news. The first article I want to talk about is actually not really an article at all. It's, it's about an update to the search query performance. Now we've been talking about search query performance for a long time. Um, here, you know, I did a, an episode, uh, about, about this in the pot, in the regular Series Sellers podcast a while back, and talked about how to use that compared to uh, brand an- the rest of brand analytics and also the product growth uh, or the growth opportunity explorer that you see in your dashboard. Really cool how Amazon is releasing a lot of things. Now at the time we talked about search query performance, you could only see it at the brand level meaning that it gave you really cool numbers as far as what your conversion rate and what's going on in the niche and, and what's going on with certain keywords. But like, let's say, you know, for example, like Manny's Mysterious Oddities, our our coffin shelf brand, we have about seven different products under that brand. So the numbers we would see is is kind of uh, for the brand overall, but update was recently made where now it's actually showing at the uh, ASIN level. All right. I'm going to share my screen here. For those of you who are watching on um, YouTube here at this new update, and you can see up here at the top left, there's a brand view button, and now there's an ASIN view button. Now, now here, here's the interesting thing. This technically is going to be great information and, and I already see lots of use cases for, for how we're performing, but just a word of caution, you know, sometimes this data like kind of conflicts with a lot of data that you see in Amazon. So, I would just use this almost like by itself, but not try and like compare it to other brand analytics or to try and make too much sense out of the, the complete details. I think this is great to look at what your uh, most important keywords are. But for example, uh, look, look at our number one keyword here for our main coffin project X coffin shelf. It actually says here at the end that we had two purchases, for this. Now, if you add all the keywords that it said, we had purchases on it's two, three, four, five, and six. So six total purchases. Now this is for the whole week of 21st to the 27th. All right. So now if you look at our actual sales for the week of the 21st to the 27th, there was 33 units. So first of all, like I'm just not sure yet what this is referring to because it's basically saying that, Hey, only six of your sales, came from search and we had 33 sales. Now I'm not doing a lot of off Amazon traffic. You know, I'm I'm not, I'm not, you know, running Google ads. I'm not running Facebook ads. I don't have influencers, you know, sharing my product. So I don't have an outside, you know, website that I'm sending people to. So I'm not sure exactly what this is, but there is no way that only six of our purchases now, you know, came from search. So this is obviously talking about something else. And you know, I'm not exactly sure what yet now. Keep going here. Maybe you might think, "Hey, maybe it's a uh, only the PPC. Uh, it t- took out the PPC orders. Well, here's our PPC orders for the week. It's more than two. It says four here. Um, I actually did some digging, and uh, what happens is this is talking about. Uh, there's actually only three orders that came from PPC. The other order came from this campaign, but it was for a different product. But right here, you can see by itself, even PPC is more than the number that it says. So this is just kind of a little bit, you know, strange to understand what exactly this is. As far as the whole week's orders for this coffin shelf, there was seven PPC orders. So uh, another thing to uh, look at is back on this page, you are gonna see that it says 15% click share on the word coffin shelf, or actually 9%, I should say, 9% clicks out of all the clicks that happen. Now, if I were to compare that to brand analytics here in the same date range, coffin shelf, the number of clicks that are click share that we had would be, take a look here, 15%. So even just the same metric is is different here. So. And this is both within brand analytics, actually search query performance is within uh, brand analytics. Now, uh, another thing that I found strange, which I definitely want to, you know, be able to get some information from Amazon on, is it says that 41 people added our coffin shelf to the cart, all right, during this week. But again, only to purchase, like there's absolutely no way that that if they, we're talking about apples, apples, that there's 39 people out there that 90 more than like 95% of the people out there were like, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and add this coffin shelf to my cart, but I'm not going to purchase it like that. That's just like an insane number. You know, I've, I've told you guys before that I don't even think that I ever have added something to the cart and not purchase. Now I know other people do, you know, but but there's no way that 95% do it. So again, I, I think there's there's some some information here that is going to get kind of like tweaked later on, and then Amazon hopefully will will uh, show it more. Now, you know, Sell and Scale Summit is coming up. Amazon advertising is going to be in the house uh, at the Sell and Scale Summit. So I'm definitely going to be talking to them a little bit about some of these details. Now, diving a little bit more into the details. Let, let's go to this brand analytics again. Let's go into coffin shelves, plural, for the week. Now, if you look in brand analytics, I wasn't even one of the top three clicked, but that doesn't matter. It, here's a product here Gothic curiosities for the coffin shelf that it says got 100% of the conversions, meaning that 100% of the sales after a search of coffin shelves was this other product. It wasn't me. Now, if I'm looking here in back in the search query performance coffin shelves, it says I actually got one order for this. So obviously this other product didn't get 100% cause I, I, I got one and, and it kind of goes back and forth. Uh, again, guys, where, where some of this data just doesn't line up with other brand analytics. So just be careful when you're trying to compare one Amazon metric to another until this kind of gets a little bit fleshed out. But guys, the amount of detail here is really, really great. So if the potential here is awesome to have some kind of like game changing insights into your ASINs performance, once this kind of gets fleshed out, so guys, just another reason to have brand analytics or brand registry on Amazon so that you can have access to this. Now our next article here is uh, from this website called modern retail and it's called why swoon abandoned its DTC arm and is using Amazon to fulfill all its online orders. I found this very interesting because this is a brand I didn't hear. uh, I've never heard of. Um, I don't think they're that big, but they're actually in, in, in all targets. Um, And other and other stores now they this article talked about they're like, you know what, we just figured it's better to fulfill from Amazon instead of trying to fulfill ourselves. So if you go to their website and I did that right now uh, at tasteswoon.com, you'll see exactly what this article is talking about. Anywhere in their website, everything just points you to Amazon now. and It's actually interesting. I was like uh, going on their newest product and I actually bought this product because it looks so good, a matcha, matcha lemonade. Watch what happens when I hit their shop on Amazon here. It takes me to Amazon. Uh, I don't know if you guys can see this here. You can't really see it. Or you kind of maybe can. They, They put, they're using a like a kind of like old school super URL to put, that I searched for swoon matcha lemonade uh, in here. So, so first of all, swoon, if you're watching this, you know, guys, you know, you're gonna get in trouble for this. So don't be trying to, you know, stick a a keyword search or super URL, the the old old super URL with a QID and everything, uh, is is in their URL that they are using to go. I, I'm not sure if they're trying to you know manipulate their search uh performance or search rankings or whatever, but but they're doing that. But again, the point of this article was. Is that they are now they, they went away from fulfilling themselves, and this is a you know decent sized brand if they're in target and things it's not huge. Um, I think they're doing you know a couple million dollars on on Amazon the last I checked, but you know is this a trend you know uh, are you know you saw also Peloton recently you know, move to Amazon for some of their products too. So it's interesting to see people are understanding the power of Amazon, of Amazon fulfillment. Now, next article is from uh, Australia and it's from a digital commerce and it's entitled e-commerce in Australia grows at a steady clip. Now, this is interesting because there, there's some interesting numbers here where where there's at, uh, over 13 million active Facebook users in Australia, 40% only use credit card and debit accounts. And 26% of e-commerce transactions in Australia occur on the mobile phone. Now here's the the thing that I found interesting. The number one e-commerce website in Australia is actually eBay. All right. eBay 69 million visits a month and Amazon only 22 million. But it talks about that. Hey, Australia is getting bigger. Revenue is projected to reach 32 billion e-commerce next year, it's the 11th largest in the world. And Amazon is definitely increasing at a rapid rate as well. So guys, don't, you know, if you, you wanna break into the Australian Amazon market, you know, Helium 10 works in Australia. So make sure to take advantage of Helium 10's tools in Amazon Australia. Uh, next one is just a email. I actually got in my email a couple of days ago from Amazon, kind of interesting. It says, hey, now you can use seven day details or seven day deal details, I should say, on the primary product of your campaign in the manage your customer engagement tool. All right. So manage your customers. That's if you have brand followers and then you're able to kind of reach out to them. Now, so far I have not heard much success uh, with this. Like the click-through rates aren't amazing. Um, conversions, not great, but again, this is very rare for Amazon to give you to like, say, Hey, we want you to go ahead and contact and reach out to people that, uh, you know, are your customers, you know, usually you can't do that. So, uh, you know, Manage your customer engagement is definitely something to to get started in. I haven't yet. I'm gonna to need to get started on that soon. Uh, last article is actually another email from Amazon, and it talked about restock limit changes to prepare for the 2022 holiday season now this is an interesting article because it said it's only going to affect about five percent of sellers but that you know through the holidays you're going to be able to use four or store four months worth of inventory there so that's why it said it's not really going to affect that many people because most people have less than four months worth of inventory now the thing that i'm curious about is what if you have almost all seasonal products or giftable products I'm wondering what are they using to look at your sales velocity you know like if you have products that sell 10x or 20x during november and december like christmas lights or something like that you know if they're looking at your sales velocity for the last few months well four months of that sales velocity might not be too much so it's something worth looking at so if you have seasonal products that just sell bonkers i would go back into your your inventory levels your your and check your inventory limits all right so check your inventory limits and see what number they just put you at so go check if they have like lowered your thresholds all right that's it for the uh, news this week let's go ahead and uh, get into the rest of the show now the next thing i wanted to uh, have right here is just a clip uh, about walmart all right now you know we all know amazon fba what is walmart's version of fba well Kerry's going to introduce this next clip
1: I get asked quite often how Walmart fulfillment fees compare to Amazon FBA fees. So, in this next Freedom Ticket snippet, I talk with David Milstein from Cellcord and he goes into detail about fulfillment fees for Walmart. All right, David, let's talk about uh, Walmart fulfillment fees and how they might compare to Amazon fulfillment fees.
2: Sure. So, WFS is definitely competitive with FBA. It's slightly cheaper and overall just as beneficial. So let's go through the two different fees that Walmart has. So there's the fulfillment fee as well as the storage fees. And we're just going to go to this screenshot over here as we could see the different fees. So we have what's called a Walmart weight. The Walmart weight is determined based on the length, width, and height of the product. So length times width times height divided by 139. And that's compared to the weight of the product itself. So whichever is higher, that is what's considered the Walmart weight. Um, and based on that weight that we've determined, there's now different, different fees. So you have the one two pound, three pound, then it goes increasing from there, both by, uh, by we have the basics which most sellers are gonna have like one to five pounds. And then we have for some of the larger items, 20 pounds all the way up. And as you can see, there's different, there's different price points, how it increases per pound between four and 20 pounds and so on. Now, just to note here, anything from 31 pounds and above As you can see, it is a lower shipping cost. And that is because there is not going to be two day delivery because it's going to have to go ground due to the size. Now, in addition to this, there are two more things we need to factor in. The first is we need to add a quarter pound for packaging. So in addition to the Walmart weight that we determined, just add a quarter pound and that is going to be your actual weight of your product. And for apparel and hazmat items, there is an additional 50 cent charge. So those are just the two things to note. Now the other fee is the storage fee, which is broken down into the typical season as well as peak season, which is the fourth quarter, October to December. And the rate is 75 cents per cubic foot per month. And for peak season, it's an additional $1.50 per month if it's been in inventory for more than 30 days. So it's really, if if you're selling your products and they're moving fast, you should be good over here, but you are subject to that additional charge if you have your inventory sitting there. So there's one more charge that if you do have inventory sitting for over a year, they do charge you a high fee of $7.50 per cubic foot per month. They're just trying to make sure that you're not just leaving your inventory over there. So make sure to keep your inventory only what's selling. If you have a product that's not selling, just get, get rid of it. But a year is really a long time to really try get that product to move. Um, If you are dealing with oversized items, there's this little graph around the bottom for those fees and how they're charged.
1: If you want to continue watching this module, you can check out week 11 in Freedom Ticket 3.0. It's module 11.18 Walmart Fulfillment Services, where we go into detail about how Walmart Fulfillment Services works and so much more. So check it out.
0: All right. Well, this next clip is going to be about Frequently bought together. This is a super important way to be able to know how to do special kinds of advertising against actual certain products. And a lot of people do not realize that with Helium 10, you have full visibility into the history of frequently bought together. Let's take a look at this clip and see how. How do you guys choose which products to advertise against in product targeting ads or potentially sponsored display ads? I'm going to show you guys a technique in this video that I would say 95% of Amazon sellers are not using. Let's go ahead and hop right into Amazon so I can kind of explain it. Now one thing that I think people look at sometimes when they're wondering who to target is is products that are similar, you know, and and you see that here on this neck pillow listing that I've got here, um, you know, in the products related to this item, almost everything here are similar neck pillows, right? But one thing that smarter sellers are doing is they are checking out the frequently bought together. So for example, the frequently bought together with this neck pillow here is looks like, um, a 3d contoured sleeping mask. All right. So what does this mean? Like how does something even show up here in this frequently bought together? Well, this is what Amazon's data is showing where people in the same checkout experience are both are, are buying both of these. You know, there used to be a section in Amazon called customer also bought. There's almost none of these. Amazon has kind of like phased that out, but the frequently bought together. It's like, Hey, I add a neck pillow to my shopping cart. Well, before I check out, I'm also adding this, this eye mask to the shopping cart and I check out at the same time. So when, when this happens more than, Uh, once, you know, Amazon doesn't say exactly how, how many times it happens to show up here, they're going to show it up and frequently bought together. And it kind of makes sense, you know, because, uh, Amazon wants to, to get, you know, higher ticket items and sell or higher, higher ticket, um, kind of shopping carts, sell more things at the same time. Um, and so it makes sense that they want to show products to customers, uh, that, you know, there, there's this history of being frequently bought together. So, uh, you know, you, you notice that this is not even, uh, a neck pillow, right? So, you know, sellers for years have always checked out frequently bought together to get ideas on what to target for sponsored, uh, sponsored targeting. Like if you look here, look at the sponsored display ad, the sponsor display ad, is just another neck pillow, which is, is you sh- it's not like you shouldn't advertise for neck pillows on your competitors, neck pillow listings, but from the sponsor display from the product targeting ads right here, all you see are neck pillows, but you should also consider the, uh, you know, advertising, if this was your product against this other product here, which is a sleeping mask, because it's what people would use who buy neck pillows, right? You know, if, if you're on an airplane and you have a neck pillow, sure. It makes sense that you'd use a sleeping mask as well. So imagine if you were targeting that on this ad, you'd be one of the only ones targeting a non neck pillow on this. So how do you find these? All right. Well guys use black box product targeting again this is something that i would say most sellers completely sleep on so go into helium 10 black box hit product targeting you hit that asin in here and then you go ahead and filter up here for frequently bought together and what we're going to show you is not just the one you know right now you're seeing only one product in frequently bought together on this page but we're constantly keeping track of this and so we have now in the last month or so 37 different products that have come up under frequently bought together. And a lot of these are neck pillows. So what I would do is I would use this black box, um, filtering to maybe show the neck pillows, maybe that I thought were worse than mine, you know, like maybe their price is higher or their review count is less or maybe the review rating is less than four, but I'm also going to use this regardless of those things to find the different kinds of products. And sure enough, here you go. Look at this one here. This is a compression socks. That at one point in the last month, it was shown as frequently bought together. Does it make sense that somebody would buy socks and a pillow? You might be thinking, wait a minute, what's up? Well, compression socks is exactly what people is what people use on airplanes in order to uh, you know keep the blood circulation. Well, so it makes sense. You know, um, here is a footrest pillow. Uh, Here is a airplane, another airplane footrest. And uh, down here, here's a portable charger. Like, like that's completely different category, but does it make sense that somebody who's traveling might want a portable uh, battery? Absolutely. And then down here towards the bottom, we can actually see the product that we saw. Here's that sleep eye mask that we saw on the page. So guys, this is a excellent way to get ideas on not just uh to you know how you can do sponsored display or sponsored targeting ads but also to get ideas on possible you know product line extensions like if i'm selling a neck pillow i just had four or five other Uh, I product ideas from this frequently bought together. So guys, if you have helium 10, this is a no brainer. It takes like 10 seconds to do, take your ASIN, take your competitors ASINs, put it into black box product targeting, find out who or what uh, customers are buying these products with to have ideas on what you can advertise for and potential product line extensions. But even if you don't have helium 10, make sure that you have somebody going into these pages and refreshing it throughout the month to see what products show up in frequently bought together now our next clip is an interview with one of our product managers at our brand new market tracker 360 tool so let's see what shivali is asking austin in this clip
1: my name is shivali patel and i am a brand evangelist with helium 10 and i'm here today with austin schomburg who is a product manager at helium 10. so today we are here to talk about some exciting stuff Market Tracker 360 was released not too long ago. Of course, we had Market Tracker before, but would love for you to not only tell us a little bit about you, but also the differences between Market Tracker and Market Tracker 360
3: yeah so uh i'm a product manager here at helium 10. i've been working here for you know just shy of uh, seven or eight months now but been pretty much jumping my entire life into uh you know trying to make market tracker 360 the latest and greatest in uh, competitive intelligence supporting for helium 10. in terms of you know what's the difference between market tracker and market tracker 360 quite a few things honestly really the only thing that they truly share is that they show calculated information regarding market share and really have the ability to control, like you have the ability to control products that uh, come in and out of your market. Past that, you know, Market Tracker 360 is really uh, a brand new uh, reporting tool for competitive intelligence for Helium 10. It really allows for dynamic product updates based on keywords and ASINs, access to uh, over two years of historical market data that you pretty much get immediately upon uh, creating a market, as opposed to our previous Market Tracker, which uh, you certainly could go and create a market and collect information historically, but it'd be more of a set it and forget it mentality. That And generally speaking, we just provide a lot more accurate uh, sales data for variations, uh, have the ability for you to apply and create complex filters uh, to really hone in on those areas of interest and opportunity. And, you know, finally, really just uh, the faster market creation times is really a net boon for folks. What used to take, you know, several months for you to develop your market overall for it to sit there and collect information Now you can wait up from like 10 to 30 minutes and have a brand new market with uh, about two years of historical data uh, for you to access and review.
1: So what is the latest add to the tool? I mean, we're always doing something new to all of our tools, always looking for the next best upgrade that we can really add value for our consumers. So what have you been really working on?
3: Yeah, so just recently we released a component called the product analysis page. Uh, Essentially you can think of this as the focal point of many parts of Helium 10 data sets that we kind of coalesce into one thing about a product. So right now, as it stands uh, with our most recent release, you get a, when you, when you dive into, drill into given product, you can not only see all of the same historical information, uh, but also with pricing and BSRs included. So revenue, unit sales, data, all of that for the even product for the historical period of time you're looking at. You can also get an understanding of the market averages, uh, With the context of the pool products you're looking at within market tracker at the given time and similarly you get the listing analyzer score and also like the top 10 uh cerebro uh keywords for top keyword sales uh top search volume and top sales volume and so immediately when you click on a new product you're able to kind of dive in and get more insights uh that you can kind of take action upon uh for those given products and uh in the future, at least in the next sprint or so, we should be done uh, releasing the comparisons component. So you'll be able to take uh, up to 10 products and really drill in and understand what makes uh, that product's keyword sets unique. Uh, what are the high value keywords for that pro- or those sets of products? And also what are the shared high value keywords for those sets of products, which you can then take to either uh, go put in against like ad campaigns and Atomic, or similarly add to your own listing to really just modify it to make sure that you're uh, you know, staying on par with all the up and coming products that or top performers within your market.
1: Would you say that this tool is more for new sellers, for scaling sellers for, do you want to talk a little bit about that?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So although we encourage anybody to leverage Market Tracker 360, uh, if it seems like an attractive offer to them, we absolutely think that uh, this is really for scaling sellers as well as uh, folks in branding agencies, aggregators, and enterprise uh, organizations as well. Uh, we're really looking forward to getting a uh, everyone under the sun trying to use this thing, because honestly, I just don't, uh, I, out of all the competitor products that, you know, we review and kind of take a look at, this one really is starting to become uh, the only one that really integrates all the things that make Helium 10 great, uh, really in a one-stop shop.
1: Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for for ha- sharing some of your time with us, Austin. I'm sure that people are able to understand Market Tracker 360 and the differences a little bit better.
3: Fabulous. Appreciate the time. Looking forward to next time.
0: All right, guys, that does it for our buzz this week. Just before we go, I want you guys to make sure that you are also subscribed to the AM PM podcast. Now, the way you find it on any uh, podcast player is AM and then a slash PM space podcast it's hosted by Kevin King we had a great episode last week with Dr. Travis Ziegler so make sure to check that out right now right after you go ahead and close this episode switch over to the AMPM podcast and take a listen to the latest episode with Dr. Travis Ziegler or if you want to you can't find it you can just go to ampmpodcast.com but it's best to listen to it on a podcast player thank you guys so much for joining us and we'll see you next week to see what's buzzing